Welcome to the Social Flight Live podcast, an audio version of our live show, hosted every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern at socialflightlive.com. Social Flight is brought to you by Aspen Avionics, Avidyne, Bose Aviation, Continental Aerospace Technologies, Lightspeed Aviation, Massimo Mighty Sat, Tempest Aero Group, and Whip Air. And now, here's your host, Jeff Simon. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Social Flight Live. No, I am not Jeff Simon. He's younger, he's good looking, he's got hair. Me, I'm Barry Schiff, and we have a truly amazing show for you this evening. Or as Jeff would say, amazing show. Jeff is here, and we're going to hear the uh, backstory of Jeff, how he got involved in this journey of his, how he got involved with Social Flight and set it up. We're going to see behind-the-scenes story of Social Flight Live. So here he is, the man himself, Jeff Simon. Hi, Barry. Thank you so, so much. It's wonderful to be here, and I have to say, I am nervous in the other seat. You're nervous. <laughs> you mean because we're going to be asking you questions. Exactly. I've never had the tables turned like this. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you, first of all, on, on your 100th show. You haven't had 100 guests, but close to it. Some <laughs> remarkable people. I mean, like a who's who, aviation. Uh, I don't know how you're going to repeat it for the second hundred. You're going to be challenged, but you've had some incredible shows. I'm just wondering, uh, have you ever been surprised by any of your guests? Oh, there have been an awful lot of surprises, but I have a feeling you might have something that you're thinking of in particular. No, 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 not me. I am. I'm, I'm playing it straight tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's. You, you, first of all, you never play it straight. I think anyone that knows you knows that that is the case. But um, I want to thank you, of course, for doing this and for hosting. And yes, we we have some other people that are coming on, and uh, it's going to be a really fun night. Uh, I hope so. I imagine it will be. Uh, who do you have coming on, Jeff? Great. Well, let's see here. Uh, the first person I have, one of my uh, one of my favorites, near and dear to my heart, is Rod Machado. Let's uh, see if Rod who? Rod who? Rod, <laughs> Rod, Rod, <laughs> Rod hey, Machado. Hey. Rod, how are you? Thank you so so much. You you have been on this show. You are one of my stars, and I am in awe of uh, and, and so grateful that you've been on the show. You are so kind. I, that's very kind of you to say. And I, I got to tell you, I've always enjoyed um, your show. You are probably the, and, and I say this uh, quite sincerely, the easiest person I've ever been interviewed by. You are lively. You are uh, gregarious. And, uh, you know, I think if we could just hook wires to you, we could power half of Boston, I believe, Boston, Massachusetts. You are just so full of energy. And, uh, you know, you bring a great deal to general aviation with your uh with the social flight and with the wonderful guests that you've had on and uh, i got to tell you during the kobe uh, covid zombie apocalypse 
uh, it was a, a real breath of fresh air for people to remain in contact with uh, with uh, you and the general aviation folks. And uh, it was a it was a good thing. And I know I sure enjoyed it. It was just wonderful. Well, thank you so so much. It, it means so much coming from you. You are one of my heroes, and and we people have continue to write to this day about the times that you have come on the show. And and I hope we'll be able to have you again soon. Well, you're very kind. And by the way, you folks mentioned your a lot of the crew mentioned they're going to Oshkosh. Um, I have a Cessna 150, and uh, Diane and I are going to Oshkosh. We live in California, and uh, we're leaving tomorrow uh, to be able to make it on time. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see you there. But thanks so much, uh, Jeff and Barry. You're uh, just wonderful to be on with you folks, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. Can I join you in that Cessna 150? Um, yeah, I'll have to uh, make some baggage modifications to get a special waiver, and uh, then not go. <laughs> so <laughs> besides, I'd be too nervous to have you watch me fly. Actually, the only only approach I'd feel comfortable having you watch me fly would be the uh, the VOT approach. That's my favorite approach, by the way. The VOT approach. Oh. Right. Which I is, can keep the needle perfectly. What, you set the VOT frequency in, uh, set 180 on the uh, OBS, and uh, just fly. That's the only needle I can keep centered. Actually, that's not true. The, the other needle I can keep centered is the amp meter needle. Well, I can keep that perfectly centered in the uh, gauge, as long as the strobes aren't on. So, so there. Awesome. You can, go, you can go if you want. Is your great fear still a runaway Hobbs meter? Oh, of course. What else would it be? <laughs> I'll never forget well, thank when you I again. Uh, cracked up an audience. You had everybody going. Of course, when you have an audience in front of you, everybody laughs. You're hilarious. Are you doing any uh, speaking engagements of late? No, very hard. I've been so busy working in business, so I've not done a lot of speaking. So, up uh, with uh, Jeff, when he's trying uh, to you know, that I have to go on. <laughs> you do good work, Rod. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. Uh, we have, oh, our next guest. Wow, this is just, uh, this is just keeps coming. My, uh, you know, he, excuse me, he dialed in as Mike, but it is Mark Patey. <laughs> the Patey brothers have come in. I think you were just trying to mess with me, Mark. I well, think that's what's going on here. Name right. You know, <laughs> your show's always so on. We got to get one thing. We got to mess with you a little bit. But thanks for having me. And yeah, this is Mark Patey, despite uh, what it says at the bottom of the screen there. Mike may step in here in a minute. He's actually uh, on the highway rolling this way. He didn't think he could make it, but if he does, he'll he'll be up here. No worries. It was wonderful seeing you down at Sun and Fun. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. Uh, we spent some time at the Whelan party as well, and uh, li listening just my head explodes talking to you. Every time that you tell me about the different things that you've created and invented for the world, it's not just like tugs, like you just keep coming out with stuff. We have to like organize and put the world's problems together and just assign them to you and Mike. And all of a sudden, everything will be better. <laughs> well, uh, we do like to build stuff and uh, we never found a problem that didn't uh, entertain our minds for at least a little while. So um, I appreciate you saying that. We certainly like fixing and building. 
Well, thank you for coming on the show and being a guest of ours. Uh, uh, it, it, it really has made Social Flight Live uh, very, very special. Well, I, I got to thank you for uh, having your show. I mean, 100 episodes. Congratulations. That is, that is a big deal. I mean, that's really amazing. And, and uh, I know how much work goes into putting together something that's not live. And to try to rally people, busy people, and the kind of guests you've had on your show are not easy people to just get on the phone, let alone to sit down at a computer and do a live event with you. And you've done a fantastic job, and I think everybody uh, in aviation has benefited from it. So I know I can speak for myself and Mike as well. Uh, We love your show, and we love what you've done. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. And you have a good evening, Mark. You too. Take care. You'll be good. And next, someone actually local to me, another person I uh, have spent time out uh, with, uh, Whelan, and I can always get the mic right this time. Mike Goulian. How are you doing, Mike? No, it's Mark Goulian. I'm sorry, Jeff, you got it wrong. That's just my screen name there. No, I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, it was great to see all of you guys at the Whelan party and, I have to, I think the only reason they invite me back to Sun and Fun in Oshkosh now is because they know I'm going to throw that fancy Wednesday night party. And it seems like it's become a thing bigger than what we had ever imagined. But it's sort of our little, our little place in the world, the Sun and Fun in Oshkosh, that it's our little social gathering. And it's really fun to see you and everybody that comes to that party. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on the show and helping to make it uh, so special. Obviously, uh, you came on with Rob Holland. Uh, It was uh, uh, early on when things were very challenging and there was so many things that were unknown with the pandemic at that time. And it really was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it was it was really fun that the three of us and up there in in New England freezing to death during the pandemic. And, and, uh, you know, it's amazing. I get your emails every week and I click on the next guest and I say, how does he get all of these amazing people? And just look at the people that have been on here so far. And then you've got a circus air show performer. So I feel like I'm lucky that I, I was uh, a, a very small part of the beginning of the show. So thank you. And a, a, just a huge congratulations. The effort that you've put into this is obvious. The, the friends that you've made and you know, that's what aviation is all about, right? We all love to fly. We all have a passion for flying. Uh, and when you put us all together and we share that passion with everybody, it's just infectious. And I think that's how we grow aviation and you're doing it in such an exemplary way. And uh, thank you so much for what you're doing to help all of us uh, increase aviation and really make it more fun and bring it to more people. So congratulations. You're very, very kind. I cannot wait to uh, see you again soon and see you out at Oshkosh. You got it. For another party. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Take care, um, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, very, very early on in the pandemic, uh, someone who's near and dear to my heart, very, very special, came on, Jolie Lucas. Um, Sven, Jolie, thank you. You spend so much time counseling so many people and really attending to the hearts and minds of all of us in general aviation. And I, I cannot think of an episode of our show that was more emotionally important than the one that you came on early on and helped everybody else out with. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. 
I think that at the beginning, you know, we're used to being a gather community and we quickly went to a scatter community. And so psychologically, that's really very tough for folks. And so I was so happy, you know, I've been on Social Flight Live twice. Um, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo of last year is when it was all girls. And uh, with uh, Martha King and Pia and me and Julie Clark. But I think that this is such a wonderful platform. And I know I look every week and see who's on and come and enjoy. So you deserve the moon for doing this. You really do. Because we, we were suffering. And it gave us a way, if we weren't able to fly, it gave us a way to still be connected to our aviation family. And Rod Machado said it best a few years ago where he said, airplane people are good people. And so I just want to thank you. Thank you so much. And um, it was a great, it was a great opportunity. And I'm looking forward to seeing people at Oshkosh and maybe hitting you up to go to the Whelan party because I didn't go last year. But um, just for us, again, once again, to go from scatter to gather so that uh, we know that we have far more together than we ever would have separately. And it's so great to see Barry and uh, one of my mentors. So thank you again. I'll stop blabbing because I've been talking all day. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I cannot wait to see you again. And we need to have you back on the show to talk about the things that are going on with you. I would love to talk about the psychology of developing your personal flight minimums, which Ooh. is what I've been presenting at. Um, I'll be presenting again at Oshkosh. So that would be a great topic. Oh, we are going to book that. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jolie. Uh, take care. Let's see who we have. Uh, we are just one more person that, that uh, uh, is also such a kind friend and someone I am such uh, an admirer of. Adrian Eichhorn, Earth Rounder, uh, North Pole uh, tra Transit person. Uh, I don't know what else to call you other than you are like one of the greatest adventures of our time, Adrian. Well, thank you, Jeff. Um, first of all, I want to just start off by saying congratulations. I mean, to come up with an idea, to see it through, to now have 100 episodes recorded and out there to share safety, to promote camaraderie in the fellowship Aram. And my hat's off to you, buddy. You've done a remarkable job. And uh, when people ask me, what do you think of Jeff Simon? It's pretty simple. I say, well, he's terminally happy. Have you ever seen him not smiling? And I'm sure there are all those moments, but we share such a great thing called aviation, and it's pretty tough uh, not to have a good time. And I'm just honored to be part of the show because there's some people like Barry and like Rod and, and everybody else just with remarkable backgrounds, remarkable accomplishments and stories to share. And, uh, you know, getting this out, it just helps promote what we're all about. So I'm honored, buddy, to be on the show. Thank you. Hey, Adrian. Yes, uh, rumor, sir. Rumor has it that uh, the North Pole was not enough for you, and you, may, you will be flying your Bonanza over the South Pole. Is that correct? Well, Barry, I can't commit completely to that, but I am planning it. Uh, 
I don't know if I have a false sense of accomplishment. And it was a year ago tomorrow that I departed on the North Pole trip. And uh, the trip from Iceland up the coast of Greenland over the pole down to Fairbanks, it just, everything went so perfectly. The plane's ready. I'm ready. Um, just got to feel, figure out uh, getting all the permits and to see whether or not it's really smart because there's a lot of risk associated with it. And, you know, balancing the risk and rewards. Um, the North Pole was, I won't say a walk in the park, but compared to the South Pole, it's, it's uh, quite a bit more difficult to do that because of distances and the weather and the, the Southern Ocean. But I am planning it and uh, moving forward for the, probably the middle of January, it's the best well, weather. Uh, if anybody can do it, Adrian, I'm convinced you will. Well, thank you, Barry. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. And uh, it's just for, I'm fortunate to have friends like you guys. It's pretty no, no, you, you make your luck, fella. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Jeff, keep smiling and keep charging forward, buddy. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you so much, Adrian. Thanks for coming on tonight and for everything. You bet. Take care. You bet. We'll see you. All right. I am going to hand this show back to you, Barry. <laughs> well, I have a question about some of your guests. Um, have you ever had or interviewed on your program um, a father-son team? <laughs> have you ever done that? Let me think. Has that ever happened on one of my shows? <laughs> yeah. Has that ever happened? <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that other guy? I go by Barry. It says Brian, <laughs> but I go by Barry. And or I'm Mark. People ask me now, are you related to Brian Schiff? I love it. <laughs> That's funny because people are still asking me or calling me Barry when they call me. Hey, Barry, uh, Brian. <laughs> hey, Jeff, congratulations. I mean, 100 shows, that is so awesome. And thank you so much for having the, the faith in, in Dad and me to have us on your show to contribute to that. I mean, I think your show has been so awesome, especially in a time of turmoil, like everybody has already said. You know, aviation, it, it, it transcends the differences between us, and we all love to get together and gather. And I think the name of your show says it all, social, because uh, we love being social. And that's why we all go to Oshkosh. And that's why we love sharing what we have in common. And that's why people love your show. So congratulations. I think what you've done is awesome. And I look forward to the next 100 shows you have. By the way, if you had a mile for every one show you've had, you'd be one twenty-five hundredth the way to the moon. <laughs> He's really good at math. Did you teach him that, Barry? <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I just did that. You know, back in the envelope. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit? Let's get into some of the background here. What got, first of all, what got you involved in aviation? How did you get interested in flying? You know, it, it's interesting uh, in that, I didn't have any aviation background. And I think that might be one of the things that drives me so much. I, I, when I grew up, uh, no one that my family knew was a pilot. Uh, and so I think I did the things that everybody does with um, model airplanes and dreaming about doing something like that. But I'd never even been to a general aviation airport. Same with me. I had, what's that? I had the same story. Didn't know anybody in aviation. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I just showed up because I thought there's going to be prizes tonight. 
There are. Let me actually say that. And let me interrupt my own my own little story here because we have a bunch of prizes. This is to everybody in the audience. We have a bunch of prizes. Barry, you said you have something. Is that true? Yes. Uh, I am going to give away four personalized autographed books uh, of my books to whomever you designate are the winners of those books. So there should be four people. And I'll, I'll sign them to that person, mail them off, and they'll have them. And I'm sending a copy of my book to everybody who attends tonight. <laughs> so so here's what we're going to do we have other prizes also we have swag from social flight we have uh, we have all sorts of stuff and and so um we're going to make this easy on on us as hosts all i'm going to do is every once in a while throughout this show i'm going to read off a name of someone who is logged in you, as a guest, as, as an attendee, have to simply send an email to info, I-N-F-O, info at socialflight.com. Send an email with your name and your address, your mailing address. That's all you have to do, and we'll randomly assign you one of those prizes and get it out in the mail to you. So you have to pay attention, uh, hear your name, send an email to info at socialflight.com because we called your name out. Oh, look at that. That's amazing. It's technology. You were, you're really good with like the AV and being able to like <laughs> put up text and, and manage things. First person is Tamara Willits. Tamara Willits. And if I am not pronouncing your name correctly, Tamara, I apologize. But Tamara Willits, uh, info at socialblade.com, and you'll get one of the prizes. So, wait a minute. How do you. How, how did Brian and I get prizes? You know, honestly, your gift is is what General Aviation gives to you every time we all see you, right? Did that work? Did that was that too cheesy? No, no. I don't think you guys can go anywhere without someone buying you like lunch or drinks or a beer or anything. We get a membership to the, to the Jelly of the Month Club. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, well, Barry, you were asking about the story, and I'll just wrap that up by saying I didn't have an experience in it, and, and it wasn't until after college that I met someone who was a pilot, was a general aviation pilot when I was at work, uh, you know, sitting in a cubicle kind of thing, and as we all are general aviation pilots, we want to we, we wanna expose other people to it, and so we start talking about it everywhere we go. And uh, this gentleman was wonderful and introduced me to it, took me flying, and it just blew my mind. And at that point, I was just, boom, full speed ahead. Uh, I, need to, I need to do this. And what did you learn then? I learned about where mentoring. <laughs> huh? I learned about mentoring. But how did you learn about flying? In what kind well, of an he took me he took me flying, and so that gave me the key, and then I immediately was like, "Okay, how does this work?" I went I found an instructor at an airport that was nearby, and I just I made it I, I was flying three, four, five times a week, whatever I could, and just just quickly you know got through it because I was just so in love with it, and then quickly really moved into the aircraft part because that's what was driving me as a as a nuts and bolts guy and a someone who loves tools i was thinking ooh, like how how do you own a plane 
And how long did it take you from that first ride to your first lesson? Uh, probably a week or two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> where where did you learn to fly and what kind of an airplane? So I learned to fly in Beverly, Massachusetts. Um, and uh, it was uh, a, a, it was wonderful, especially because I learned from a, a solo instructor. It wasn't with a flight school. Uh, this this wonderful gentleman was a uh, he was a state trooper, a Massachusetts state trooper, who on the side also was a flight instructor. And I learned in a Cessna 152, like most people, 172. And then I kind of fell in love with the with the low wing and the and the uh, and, and Cherokee and and moved that way uh, to get my license. Do you prefer the low wing? I do. I am kind of a low wing bias guy, uh, as you know, because of the engineering aspect also of it. I very quickly started. Um, like networking, what kind of, what are cool planes? I had no idea if I could ever afford one, but I was looking at, at different ones and I fell in love with the Grumman's and the, and that whole group that was, you know, owner's group. I learned about owner's groups when all the same deal, you find one thing and all you have to whisper to someone is, this is a really cool plane. Like I'm kind of like to learn more and poof on the internet. All of a sudden everybody's like, want to ride? <laughs> well, Brian told me that you're too cheap to buy an airplane. So that you're building your own, and there's obviously something going on behind you. Now, is that your house? Is that a hangar? Is that a, where are you anyway? That you I'm have an my, airplane sitting behind you. I'm in my living room. Uh, this is the this is like you're a obviously not married, are you? living room dining room, and you're I'm obviously not married, right? <laughs> we won't be answering that. <laughs> So, what so you, you, you build that airplane in your house, you have thought about trying to get it out, right, when it's all done? Uh, you know, it's the mystery of it. We want to, some of it is, is doing things and some of it is creating problems to solve later. Why don't you tell everybody what you're building? I am building a Titan T-51D Mustang, which is a two-seat, three-quarter scale Mustang replica and uh, it is what is behind me here. And, and uh, yeah, we're actually not that far from moving this, this part out. So I'm getting pretty excited about that. When do you think you'll be done completely? Perpetually two years from today. That Good is luck. the rule. That is what we tell everybody. And if we come in under budget, under, un, under time frame and early, that's, it's always going to, that's, it's just a win. So if I ask you at Oshkosh, when is your airplane going to be done? You're going to say two years from today. I'm always going to say that until it's there. It's kind of, yes, exactly. It's kind of, you know what? <laughs> My fiance, Heidi, likes to say that you, you, the same kind of thing. Now, you, you, you never can like, look at like a woman and say something about whether or not she's pregnant until you see the baby. Like, we're not going to do that with this airplane, okay? <laughs> Understand. Oh, boy. When, when, I I up with the airplane, when I show up with the airplane, I'll let you know. That's be the first time I don't say it's two years from today. Got it. I look forward to going up for a ride in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, yes. how, tell us how Social Flight got started. What was the impetus? What was the thought behind it? So thank you for asking that. Um, you know, you told me to. <laughs> that's not true. Your son did. Um, so <laughs> if I 
you know, I mentioned when I first got into like owning an airplane, every time that someone would show me something, I wanted to pass that along. I felt like I, I came from not knowing anything about aviation, having all these people introduce it to me. And every time that happened and made this like, like aha moment, I felt energized. Like I, how do I tell everybody else about this? And way back, oh my God, at this point, what, 10 years ago or more, um, there was so much talk about how, what we could do to, to turn around general aviation. We were pilot populations getting smaller and smaller and what can we do? And there's been these great efforts of young eagles and things like that. But I was just thinking to myself, there's gotta be something that motivates people to be more engaged and the first thing I thought of was, oh, my God, the things that were so much fun were whenever I showed up, I, I just stumbled on an event, not just Oshkosh, but that an airport would have a fly in day or a display day for biplanes or something. And I thought about that. And I said, someone must be putting this information together. And so I started looking around and no one was. And so I just decided that's going to be my mission. That's how I am going to help turn things around and, and support general aviation. I, I had this idea in my head that if pilots knew what was happening in their own backyard or within a short flight, then they're going to fly more, period. And if they fly more, they're going to find more pilots. They're going to talk to people. We're going to create more pilots. We have to get the word out about all these things. and so. I decided to create social flight and I created socialflight.com and the social flight mobile apps. And we just started gathering all this data, all these events in one place, and then putting them into a personalized email to everyone that says, that, that says like, Hey, wake up. Like I know you're at work, I, uh, but uh, did you know that on Saturday there's going to be a steerman fly in and it's 50 miles from you? Like, you should go to this. And at first I thought there may not be a lot of events. And I started searching and searching and searching and putting it all together. And it turned out the first time that I, that I even released anything, it was like 5,000 events in one place. And it just boomed from there. Wow. Well, it's time for a prize, you know. Ah, <laughs> right. Okay. The next prize is going to Stephen Trull, T-R-U-L-L. Stephen Trull. Send an email to info at socialflight.com. Continue. Continue. So you um, have the app that it shows you where all these things are that are going on. And I love that because, lo and behold, there are airports I didn't even know about. There are restaurants at airports I didn't even know about. And there are pilots I didn't even know about. So I've made friends. I've gone to many events that I didn't even know existed. And I also noticed that you have those sponsors behind you. And there's a way to win prizes just by going to these places, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Let me show this to everyone. Um, because we don't talk a lot about, you know, social flight on the air other than just an intro. And so I just want to show people really quickly what this is. This is a map. Every gold circle you see on this, that's an aviation event. Every single one of them. And 
You just go to sourceflight.com. You can see all of these things happening. It is amazing how much is really out there. And you just click on something that's on the map and it's going to go and pop up, you know, what it is and show you what's happening around there. And it's, uh, to me, it, it's, it's remarkable how much is happening at any given time. Actually, have, right now, of course, we're doing everything all at once, so things are really slow. But uh, all of these things are things that you can go to, that you can see what's happening. You can even see it as a list. And then, as you mentioned, we have this thing called the Fly to Win Challenge. And let's see if it'll update that. Ah, it's not going to update right now because we're online. So um, I will try that a different time. Um, but, uh, there are so many things happening. It's, it's really, really fascinating. And, uh, as you mentioned, you can win prizes. We can actually, you, all you have to do is get the social flight mobile app because that knows where you are. And if you go and fly, meaning when you turn it on, we don't watch where you are when you don't have the app open, but you open it, you can check in at airports. And anytime you go and check in somewhere, you're entered into that prize period. And our partners, these wonderful sponsors behind you that make all of this free and all of this available, donate prizes. And to give you an idea of how awesome this is, a perfect example is we're currently giving away an Aspen E5 EFD electronic flight unit. I mean, a, a, a flight display, a whole flight display we're giving away on, on uh, July 1st. And everything's free. You just have to go and fly. It's do what you're already doing and just check in on social flight. Then you're entered in the contest, right? Yes. That's but exactly I, also, right. I have to say how honorable I think it is of you because we all see these programs online where you're getting a pitch of some kind Buy this, or here's a little bit of information about my product, but yeah, it's just enough to tease you into now you can, if you want to buy my DVDs or CDs or whatever, or join my club or, you haven't done that. You've done a hundred episodes of social flight live and you haven't made one pitch. And I just think that's honorable. I appreciate that. It just shows the integrity of what you've been doing with your show is not for self benefit. It's just truly social and truly to help other people. And I don't think there's ever been a phone call that you and I have had where I didn't learn something new about maintaining my airplane. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, I mean, it, you know, social flight's free. So we try to get the word out uh, in that way. We try to pitch it at the beginning, but I, I, I really hear from people that it changes uh, the trajectory of, of their flying. And I think one of the most wonderful things I, was, I ever heard from someone is I actually got a letter. This was a bunch of years ago, and it was, a, it was actually a written letter. It wasn't even an email from a gentleman in Washington State who wrote me and said, that he was thinking of selling his plane. He was getting ready to sell his plane. And a friend of his showed him, turned him on to the social flight. And he started flying more again, going to all these different things. And poof, all of a sudden, he changed his mind. He's not selling his plane. And cool. so... Really, I have really to tell you that one of the best things about the events... Uh, are the pancakes? Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I've been getting too many of those pancakes. <laughs> but if you ever get hungry on a Sunday morning, go to your website and find out where the nearest pancake event is. Wow, it won't take long. 
Yes, yes. And and uh, now, uh, of course, just as a side note to anyone who's checking in right now, it looks like uh, something ended up happening that I'll have to do as soon as we get off the air. But uh, cause a couple of people said they went and they couldn't get in. So I'll fix that as soon as we get off. But um, must be must be demand. <laughs> Time for another prize. Oh, okay. Let us choose someone else for another prize. And that is going to be Donald Siegel. Donald Siegel, if you could uh, do that. And uh, I, I should say we can only mail to people in the continental United States. I will just say that. Uh, we don't have the, the funds to mail overseas if we do call off someone's name for that. <laughs> she, is he related to Jonathan Livingston Siegel? Uh, I'm going to leave that one up to you. We'll let him tell us in the email. <laughs> I get that a lot. Are you related to, and I start nodding my head because I think they're going to say Barry Schiff. And then now sometimes another shift comes out. The world is full <laughs> of Schiff and I have to be careful and not answer that question until I hear which shift they're asking if I'm related to. <laughs> yeah. I like hearing his name on a PA system. <laughs> now they they used to call us uh he has a son uh brett schiff and so i was bs1 brian was bs2 and brett was bs3 and there's just a lot of bs in this family <laughs> it's uh it is really something uh no question it's been a fun ride you know the other thing that happened along the way is I got really motivated by, again, I want to show people you you can own a plane. You can you can do pretty much anything you want to do. There's ways of doing it, and there's people to help you. And a lot of people, when when I first got the opportunity to own an airplane, I was really scraping every last time and just trying to make this work. And I had people teach me how to work on it myself, what I could legally do and things like that. And so I then created a video series called the Educated Owner Video Series and just passed along literally everything everybody taught me. And from that point, became really, really passionate about learning how to work on planes and then spending enough time doing it to get my uh, A&P uh, just by working on, on planes part-time. It was never a full-time job. And then the same thing, I went to writing for the magazines to say, hey, you can get your A&P. Hey, you can do things yourself on the airplane. And that is also a big passion of, a passion of mine. How did you decide to, to start the webinars? That's an excellent question. And, uh, you know, it came from a, a, a challenging time, of course, what happened was as soon as the pandemic really went into full swing, which was the beginning of March, 2020, uh, that time, that map that I showed earlier with all those gold circles everywhere of where you can fly and go to an aviation event disappeared. And that was a very scary thing for aviation, for everything else happening, and even for myself, because the roof over my head is created by keeping social flight going. So that, that, was, that was really concerning. So two things occurred to me at that time. One was we need, instead of in-person events, to gather together all of the things that are happening online, 
all these different groups are starting to have Zoom meetings and there's webinars on how to do things. There's all sorts of education going on. So we put all that into social flight and started repopulating it with those loss of events with these online ones. And then I thought, wait a minute, I should be doing one. And the purpose should be to get everybody together in one place where we can have some community when everybody is so nervous about things going on, when there's so much uncertainty. And I thought to myself, who do we want to hear from? Who should we talk to? And it's, it's folks like you, Barry and Brian. It's, it's these icons of aviation that we've been reading for so many years that we've been learning from for so long. These are the people that we want to chat with and learn their stories at a time that it's almost like when the power goes out in your house and you're by candlelight, we're all huddled up. And so that's when I launched Social Flight Live. Well, it's become more and more popular. It's, a, it's certainly a resounding success. You know what I really enjoy about your, your, your app and, and your program about inspiring people to go to airports to the various events to me, it's not so much the events that are there. It's simply being on an airport in and by itself. I can't think of a better place to be. Have you ever noticed that when you go to an airport, there's no politics, there's no prejudices, there's no crime, and, and, and there are airplanes around with propellers that make singing noises, you know? And I just love being at an airport, irrespective of what's going on. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that such an amazing part of what we do? Yeah. I, and if I think of like this, like where would I want to be at any given moment? It's sitting or standing at sunset at my local airport, Minuteman Airport in Stowe, Massachusetts, watching the 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 sun go down and hearing the crickets start and the and the aircraft just every once in a while coming in and landing or taking off it's it it moves me it is just it warms my heart it's such it's nothing nothing feels better to me yeah it's a comfortable place and don't i remember i've seen some of your videos and you've got your son helping you with some of those. So speaking of father-son teams, you've, your son's getting into aviation, isn't he? But what's he doing? Well, I've got two, right? So I've got Jake, right. who is at uh, UMass Amherst right now studying mechanical engineering. He uh, not only has his pilot's license, but he recently got his AMP also. And awesome. uh, I was, I, oh my God, did that feel good for me to see him take that, have that joy. And, uh, and he got a lot of his experience working with me, not just on the Bonanza, but also on the Mustang. And then uh, we've got Ben, who's also going into mechanical engineering. He's going to be going down to Clemson uh, starting in the fall. So we've got a, a UMass and a Clemson in the family. And, uh, and they have an amazing uh, flight uh, club there. Uh, it's the oldest flight club in the United States uh, down there at Clemson University. And uh, he's so excited about that, too. So, yeah, they're... They are light, lights of my life there uh, when it comes to it, this, and I love passing aviation on to them. You know what, Jeff? Time for a prize. 
<laughs> okay, let's see what we've got here for another uh, prize. How Brian Schiff, about... say Brian Schiff. <laughs> How about Alan Kane? K-A-N-E, Alan Kane. Send an email to info at socialflight.com and we will find something for you. You know, Jeff, you've had some true icons on your program. As mentioned earlier, uh, sort of a who's who in aviation uh, have been privileged to be on your program. And so... And and us. Yeah. (laughs) I, I wanted to ask, you know, what what interviewing some of these people has been like. For example, have you had any surprises from people that you've interviewed? Excellent question. Um, yeah, so do you have any of your guests start talking about the Texas catheter all of a sudden and you just didn't <laughs> think that was going to happen? Let's just, let's just say that my most entertaining guests are probably the ones I would be inviting on for my hundredth show celebration. <laughs> But, um, you know, you asked what, what, you know, how I felt about some of them and, and talking with some of them. And I will say this has been humbling and uh, absolutely, uh, I, I'm awestruck. Uh, it has been amazing to me how some of the most accomplished, amazing inter- individuals in the world are so uh, have have such humility, and yet they they carry themselves in a way that you just see what fascinating individuals there are in their life stories. It's like reading a book every single time I get to meet with them, um, make their acquaintance, learn about them before we have the show, and then often on the show get some big surprises. Uh, like you mentioned, and and I'll I'll tell you a couple of those stories. One, which was really fascinating to me, was uh, interviewing uh, the gentleman who is Major Major Cameron Hillier, who is uh, with NORAD, and uh, he's been on the show twice. The first time that we had him on, I thought, hey, it's Christmas is coming up. We're going to have a show on the Santa tracker from NORAD. And I figured, eh, we'll do this. We'll talk a little bit about the background of NORAD, et cetera. And before the show, he said to me, I need to explain our policy on, uh, on information. So if you're going to ask me any sensitive questions about national security or what's been happening at NORAD, uh, I won't just volunteer these things, but I, I will answer your questions. So if you want to know what's been happening, ask me a question. In most cases, I will answer it, but I won't volunteer stuff. And I was like speaking in code. And I'm like, ooh, okay. So I started asking him, so what's been happening with, uh, you know, uh, with, with our borders in terms of like airspace? And at the time it was Russian incursions and, and during the beginning of COVID. And he just opened up about, all of the the airspace violations that were happening trying to test our military readiness from our response units through NORAD during the beginning of COVID when there were so many concerns about what would happen and what, what, what condition were different militaries in and all of a sudden I was on like a, a news expose show where I'm getting like facts about the world instead of just Hey, let's talk about the Santa Tracker in your life. That was shocking. That was amazing. 
Um, so that's probably one of the biggest. And the second one was fairly recent. Um, Bruce Bohannon, who is an, another idol of mine, uh, who uh, has set so many records of altitudes and speeds, and he talked about the aircraft that he first had set most of his records in, which was an aircraft called Pushy Galore. And go go research that for everybody who's on the aircraft Pushy Pushy He's Galore. Pushy, Pushy, Pushy. I did pushy. with an H. There's an H in that, and. Um, he told me on air that his mo one of his most memorable moments of his life was the moment that he did his last flight in that aircraft, rolled to a stop, set the brakes, turn turned off the engine. And he said, and I knew I never had to fly that plane again because it scared me to death I every that. time I do it. And that he couldn't, he couldn't tell his wife. He couldn't tell his team. He couldn't tell his sponsors the, uh, how scared he was because of the design of the aircraft and how dangerous it actually was to fly. And so that was one of those things also that I was just, wow, that, that, was, that was a very fascinating moment. Sounds like an honest man. Yes, very much so. Have you had but, many people wear the Texas catheter on your show, though? <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm going to guess there's one that might have one in right now. For those, I wish I had one on. know, for those who don't know what a Texas catheter is, <laughs> Google, Google does know. <laughs> I will even show you a picture. Uh, Brian wears them all the time. So it's <laughs> I'm constantly feeding him a cell. <laughs> in one end, not the other. <laughs> Oh my. Have you had anybody on without obviously without mentioning names? Have you had anybody on that you regretted having? That you thought after all was said and done, this was not much fun, it wasn't very interesting, or for whatever reasons, you just felt it wasn't a good show? Uh, 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 in retrospect, I'll look back and see if I think that about having myself on as a guest. But <laughs> other than that, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Every every guest I've ever had on has been so amazingly wonderful to have. Okay. Well, now, here's, here's one that's going to make you think a little bit. This is not an unusual question. It's been asked of others. Let's assume that you could go back in time with your microphone and your webinar. Who would you like to interview who is no longer here? Oh, that's a really good question. I know. You know. I think I think most people instantly would think, "Oh, I want to interview the Wright brothers," but for me, I would go back to what I consider to be like the the maybe like the 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 three musketeers that created the general aviation aircraft that we fly today, and that would be, of course, because I'm a, a beach fan. Walter and I'll throw Olivan Beach into that, Clyde Cessna and Lloyd Stearman. I mean, these the 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 planes that we still fly today that was created they were created by this few group of people. I know I didn't name just one, but that's who I'd want to interview. That I'd want to, that golden age. You know, not many people realize it, but you named three icons: Beach, Cessna, and Stearman. You know that there was a time when those three people were the principals in one 
aviation organization, and that was the Travel Air Company. And they made the Travel Air, the three of them. Then they split and went their own ways, uh, obviously, but uh, they were all together at one time. You can only keep geniuses together in one box for so long, right? And then they go spread their wings and 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 just just create so many amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, would I love to have one or 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 all of them on the show and and find out what it was like at a time when you could create so fast. And the and fellow, the fellow I would love to interview if I were in your shoes uh, would be Jimmy Doolittle. To me, he was my hero. I thought he was the greatest pilot of all time. And he did so much. And, and then there was another guy, and I'm going to be writing about him soon, a guy named William Ocker. Not many people know who he is, but he is considered to be the father of instrument flying. Hmm. That's fact, excellent. I don't mean to you know, sidetrack you like that. No, no, that's really, really, that's, that's, that's a really good point because there's so many figures that aren't, they don't necessarily make the aircraft. They, they are legendary in their own way and, and have done other things. You know, it reminds me of, of another one of my favorite guests I've ever had on the show. And that has truly, truly humbled me. And that was Rear Admiral Lawrence Chambers, Larry Chambers of the USS Midway, who was the, um, uh, first African American to uh, to uh, command a, an aircraft carrier and was oh my God his stories for the people who remember these iconic images of the fall of Saigon at the end of the Vietnam War and pushing uh, helicopters off the deck to make room uh, for others to be able to land and save so many lives he made that decision and all of his stories on the show were these these amazing valiant efforts at at like going against orders and doing what he thought was the right thing and then being rewarded for that at a time when I think you could do that I think you could stand up for what you thought was right and even if it was against orders it ended up it ended up paying off for you he he is an amazing amazing individual you know that that reminds me of, of a fascinating event Following the fall of Saigon, there was a South Vietnamese general who wanted to escape uh, the area with his family, five people, and he crawled into a Cessna bird dog. Now, that's overloading a little airplane. And he knew that there was an aircraft carrier some distance off the coast of uh, Vietnam. And he didn't know how far. He thought 50, 100 miles. He just wasn't sure. And he loaded his family into this airplane, this little bird dog, the Cessna, and started heading out over the sea. And he flew and he flew and he flew. And he didn't know that he was going to find a carrier. He finally did. And the deck was covered with helicopters. And he overflew uh, the carrier two or three times. And the commander of the carrier got the idea. They threw off some helicopters and they allowed him to land on that carrier and save him and his family's lives. Yes. He, was about, he was about to run out of fuel. And, and Larry Chambers was that carrier admiral. Yeah. And he talked about getting those. He, he actually only threw out like uh, pieces of paper with notes asking to land it was, oh my God, you talk about stories. Wow. That's 
epic. Yeah, one of the best. Yes, his. Uh, anyone who wants to go watch that episode back on YouTube, uh, that that's a mind blowing one. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I wish you would do some kind of shows that could somehow relay the information that I have learned from you, the, the maintenance stuff that pilots want to hear, that pilots need to hear uh, from their mechanic. And I know you and I are going to do something in Oshkosh together talking about what, you know, how a pilot a pre-flighting an aircraft from, from a mechanic's perspective. And there's so many things that I wish as a result of learning from you, I take my students to talk to a mechanic all the time. Here, talk to the mechanic. Let them show you what you need to look at. What are they finding? I mean, I, I just think the world of maintenance and the world of pilots needs to meld a little bit more together. I I, I could not agree more. I know we're going to try to do a talk together. Uh, uh, that will be wonderful at Oshkosh. And you're right. Yeah. We should do a show on that. Uh, fun. Uh, it would be yeah. educational. I think very needed to, by a lot of pilots. Yeah, I think it's a it's it's a, a shame and a bit dangerous that so many students are really only taught how to check the oil and look for bird's nest maybe. And yet when something does go, I won't say wrong, but, but not according to plan or, or you start to have an issue while you're airborne, it's so uh, comforting and so helpful if, if you know a little bit more about the plane um, so that you can figure things out and then also do a pre-flight that, makes sense to you that you that that is based on someone who understands the plane um and so i'd love yeah. to help spread that word uh, along with you but well, that'll be a lot of fun and i think that that would be a very advantageous thing to do for most pilots just learning like you said i couldn't have said it better that, that knowing how their airplane works can help them solve problems in their own airplanes when they arise well you yeah. know nobody nobody knows more about an airplane than a mechanic does and so many people buy an airplane and they fly off after a quick inspection. I, I've been recommending for years that you hire a mechanic when you get a new airplane to fly and have him give you an hour of duel as to what to look for. Because there's so much more than what most instructors know about. Yeah, yeah that would be money well spent. Yep. Excellent, excellent point. Absolutely. So, it's time for a prize, Jeff. <laughs> it is. We're, we're almost at the end of the show. We better give something else away here. Let's pick our last person here. Uh, I'm just going to kind of randomly scroll down the list here and choose. I'm scrolling through a whole bunch. Um, Taking your time. I know. I take two. It must I be just, a long list. It is. It's a really long list. How about Killian Madden? Killian Madden. Um, that just name just jumps out at me. Let's just. So how many prizes have you given away so far? Uh, I don't you, know how many prizes I've given away tonight because I'm not. What's that? You haven't kept track. Five? Five. Well, it's up to, it's up to everyone to send an email there. And of course, we can look at the recording. <laughs> one, one more, Jeff. Come on. Okay, let's give something else away then. How about. Daryl Shook. Daryl Shook. That'll that'll cover us there. There you go. Excellent. Wow. Well, it has been a uh, it's been a wonderful show. Thank you two for doing all of this for for me for all of How this. How does it feel being the guest? <laughs> 
um, uh, it, it's been a, it's a little nervous, but uh, <laughs> I'm a little better when I'm the one asking the questions. It wasn't so bad, but you didn't really know what was coming at you, but you did well. <laughs> I, I bobbed and weaved. <laughs> oh, you did okay. But like someone earlier said, you make it easy being a guest on your show. It's just a matter of conversation, and uh, uh, you asked a lot of great questions, and it's a lot of fun being on your show. So you, I hope you had fun on your own show tonight. <laughs> oh, my God, absolutely. And, you know, there are so, so I couldn't possibly read off all the names of all the people who have been on here. But, you know, Jack Pelton, who helped start it, Mark Baker, who came on the show, the folks who, the, the two guys, Phil Susie and Ed Yielding, that did the SR-71. We've just done so many cool things. We've had uh, astronauts, uh, uh, David Williams and John Harrington, and, and we have one coming up, Jay Apt is going to join us. That's going to be an amazing show, astronaut and also photographer. Um, and, and the different uh, folks that started different companies like John Monet over at um, uh, Sonics and, and also um, uh, uh, Richard Van Grunven over at Vans. I mean, you name it. We've had people from all different aircraft companies, all different things. I, I saw Ron Strauss over at um, uh, Elvis's pilot uh, there, Neil Hansen from Air America and flew CIA. And, uh, and, and of course, I'm a huge fan of uh, Colonel Nicole Malakowski, uh, Treat Williams, who is on the show, thanks to you, Barry, and, uh, and so, so many others that I, with 100 shows, you just can't mention them all. But thank you to everyone who has made this possible, and especially Barry and Brian. You, you guys have been really, really wonderful and wonderful friends. It's been a pleasure, we, and you make it easy. We enjoyed it, and we wouldn't do it unless we didn't really have great respect for what you do and who you are. <laughs> Thank you both so, so much. And to all of you who have taken time out of your evening and all of these different evenings to join us here on Social Flight Live. Thank you. You are supporting general aviation and by coming and, and being part of this show, you're helping spread the word and, and support everything that we all care about so, so much. And thank you for sharing our 100th episode show with us. And we will be back next Tuesday, May 10th. I have Mark Scheuer here of PS Engineering coming on the show. I'll be back in the driver's seat where I'm a little more comfortable. On the 17th, Tuesday the 17th, we have an amazing thing, which is the AvSig reunion, the old bulletin board that started so much of this communication here on aviation. And those folks who were originally there, some a few of those folks, Paul Bertarelli, Mike Bush, and George Brawley. You've seen Mike Bush here so many times. He's been wonderful on the show. And then on the 24th, David Ewell, who is an incredible aviation and motorcycle artist, will be joining us as well. So again, thank you, Barry. Thank you, Brian, so much. And I wish all of you blue skies. 